Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. I'm the lead film and draft analyst for Arrowhead Pride. This is the AP Laboratory, and we are all intact this week. Maddie Lane, back in the building. Welcome back, my friend. I know you've had a big, uh, big month here. Yeah, so I'm back. I appreciate you almost going into why I wasn't here last week but stopping just short, <laughs> which is fine. I do usually keep most of my private life private, and it's not See? really because – it's not because I'm afraid to talk about it. I just – most people don't want to hear about just my random everyday life, but I did have my second well, – I didn't have my second child. My wife had my second <laughs> child. He came out a little bit early, so we just had to spend a little bit of time at the hospital, kept us busy, but all was doing well. He's doing great. My wife is – I appreciate all the kind words from my friends Kent and Craig here and their prayers and everything, but they had to do it without me last week. Lo and behold, when I'm not here, they go over an hour. (laughs) So I think I should just continue talking for the next 59 minutes right now on my own just to get my due in. It's like you never left, buddy. That's true. I mean, (laughs) it's true. Just a minute straight. No problem. (laughs) Couldn't didn't need to even need to take a breath. It's like old times. I don't know what happened. Okay, actually, I we have a theory, Maddie. I don't like your theory. Well, you, you, <laughs> I, I think there's some truth to it. We always feel like we have to regulate the conversation when you're here to make sure that like things don't go too long, like that the takes get dispersed. So when there's not someone there to like that, we have to try to you know rein in. It's just me and Craig just going off like screw it. It's our turn to talk. It's only been you know. Three months you ever heard that this. saying that excuses are kind of like body parts, like a specific body part and everybody <laughs> has one, Kent? That's where we're going at now. But don't worry. I'll get us back on track. We also have Craig Stout. Find him on Twitter at Barley Hop. He is also here with us. Craig, jump on in here with your beer in hand. This is this is amazing. Matt just Matt takes a week off and he bombs right back in and takes over ownership of the show. You know what, Kent? I'll tell you what. Next week, don't show up. We got this. Fine. You know what, guys? I was planning on trying to join remotely from a cruise ship that I was going to be on, but no. No, you I, weren't. You've got don't, this. Don't lie to I, good people. Kent, <laughs> it's defense talk. We're talking oh, defense true. all next week. I'm useless. Like, I'm just worthless. <laughs> I'm mostly just... I'm just picking up what I can secondhand from you guys because you guys have, like, really gone down the rabbit hole of Steve Spagnuolo's defense. I know that you guys have already started doing some legwork on some stuff for it, and I can't wait to see what you come up with next week. I can't wait to not be here either. So it's going to be great. <laughs> Kent gets to just I'm sit back and reap in the benefits of listening to us try yes. and lead a podcast on our own. It's going to be glorious. I'm here for it. I, I think can't wait we to hear who intro. 
I can't wait to hear who intros it. I can't wait to hear your transitions. I can't wait to hear all of it. It's going to be so fun for me. I'm I'm going to be off the boat on like Wednesday uh on, on like uh like as a like a, on a port in the Bahamas. I'm going to download the podcast and listen to it on the boat. I'm going to make sure that I have internet access because I want to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. Tell everybody on the boat fun. to download it too. Um, yeah, Ooh, it's just gonna that's be a good three, idea. It's going to be three hours of screen sharing Spag's defense. We've already established this. It's an audio medium. So that's it, okay. I'll narrate. I'll narrate what's happening and every thought that I have. I was uh this is a little this is a little behind the scenes. I was late to uh to join the group <laughs> chat and I jump on and Maddie and Craig are just nerding out over some play from 2016 trying to figure out what a corner was doing over there. It was ve- it was a very unique linebacker alignment. That's all it was. We were just we we're just sorting through it. That's all. Was what I happened. Was actually- it was a deuce formation, but it was deuce left. Then they motioned both tight ends across <laughs> the formation, and the linebackers followed. So, so then-, then then the Sam kicks up uh, up next to the line of scrimmage, aligning with both of the tight ends. Then the wide receiver kicks uh, motions across the formation to the backside. The linebackers then readjust. <laughs> the Sam comes off ball. The wheel kicks out wide. Guys, this is great radio. It's fantastic radio. I, you guys are going to do so great next week. It's awesome. I feel like you guys are just going to be narrating a screenshot that no one can see. Everybody Dude, tell your friends. I can paint a killer picture with words. <laughs> Red. Can, it just takes you a while to get there. <laughs> oh, man. Devils so, in the yeah, details, Kent. I, I'll be gone next week. Uh, Craig and Maddie will hold down the floor. I'm very much looking forward to it. We're actually going to do two episodes this week. So I think we're going to try to maybe expand to two episodes during the off season, kind of see how it goes. We're testing with some stuff. We're playing around with some ideas. Uh, Are we talking so NBA draft? Yeah. I mean, can you believe draft the Pelicans water? got the... Can you believe the Pelicans got the first pick? Everybody yeah. thought it was going to be Lakers and Knicks or can Lakers or Knicks. Can you believe the Knicks? Knicks didn't even get a top two pick? They got gypped yet again they don't get jay Morant. they don't get zion they're it's stuck jaw. with whatever is left <laughs> it's jaw Morant. okay we should probably we should probably go ahead and maybe transition to chiefs talk i think this is all of us basically catching up to some degree <laughs> uh but uh we thought we would kind of deconstruct some of the patrick peterson rumors and trade conversations that are going on because there seems to be a lot of mixed signals. Um, it, it seems like, you know, the there's rumors comes out. Antonio Bryant tweets out a very well designed graphic that of was Patrick stolen. Peterson. That was stolen. I was stolen. Yes, he stole that image. Somebody in my well, mentions. I mean- I mean, I didn't want to take credit for no. it, but <laughs> it wasn't I'm Maddie. completely incapable of making any kind of GIF on my own, so you <laughs> do not have to even consider me making that. No, so we've got we've got the Antonio Bryant, you know, GIF out there of Patrick Peterson, uh, Lewis Riddick with some cryptic tweet, and you know, Lewis Riddick. Here's the thing: if it's coming from Lewis Riddick, it's probably coming from Andy Reid. I think if you don't know that by now, you, you that that's a pretty common thing. I think with all of these things, you kind of got to piece together who the info is coming from. Lewis Riddick is very connected to the the Chiefs building. It's coming from Andy Reid. 
I mean, I don't know if it could be really coming from anybody else. So I think that's where all that hype and all that excitement comes. You hear about him, you know, Lewis Riddick talking about Juan Thornhill, for instance. It's coming from, you know, I, it's got to be coming from someone inside the building. I'm assuming, I, I, I'm almost positive it's Andy Reid, I mean, right? Mahomes last year, you, you can look at it. Mahomes last year, Lewis was driving that train early, early, early and kept giving the, the Alex Smith praise. It, you know, kind of in the same vein. Like we hear huh. Andy do all the time where it's like, yeah, no, Pat's ready to do this and we believe in him, but man, we love Alex and blah, 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 you know. So uh, there's a lot of similarities in that and it always seems to be generally positive about the Chiefs. Yeah, and I think everyone knows that Lewis and Andy have a very good relationship. Obviously, information goes back and forth. So when that cryptic message comes out, in the fact that there's been Patrick Peterson smoke, not even just to the Chiefs, but in general for a year and a half now or a year now, everybody kind of jumped on it. His tweet was pretty much just, hey, wait for it. Something's happening. No idea what it could be. He could be getting hired We're by the NFL waiting. team. He may be buying a new car. It literally could be anything. Ooh. But the first like 10 comments were about the Chiefs getting Patrick Peterson. And then the old Arrowhead Pride Twitter account sends in a gif of a guy whipping out a chair to sit down and get ready. And, of course, that's the tweet that Lewis Riddick responds to. So that just <laughs> fueled it even more because it was a Chiefs website that did something and he responded. So, I mean, you've got that cryptic Lewis Riddick connection there. You, Everybody's kind of on alert already. <laughs> the, the Patrick Peterson rumors came around, you know, a long time ago. And they really, it doesn't feel like they've ever left among Chiefs fans. And we haven't really spent a ton of time talking about Patrick Peterson, but we thought we'd kind of just deconstruct, you know, some ideas, some thinking, and some logic behind some of these things. The first place I want to start, Therese Paler, the GOAT, comes out immediately, like 20 minutes afterwards, that like all this buzz kind of starts happening and basically says, the Chiefs have not had conversations about P- Patrick Peterson as of now. I've got it right and, here. I've got it right here. Oh, go tweet it out. Or, the go Chiefs ahead. have had zero talks about Patrick Peterson as of now. Zero talks. Not I'm it, hearing just the Chiefs have had zero talks about Patrick Peterson as of now. And this is essentially the second time he's tweeted out that exact same message, pretty close to the same words based on the last time right before the draft when Antonio Bryant kind of said the exact same thing. So this has come out two times from Therese right after these rumors started up. So I, I, think there's, I think there's a lot of ways to go from this because I think one of the things that we've been doing the last couple of days is trying to look at all this logically, figure out the hows, the whats, the whys, try to kind of piece together the reasoning behind things like this. Why were the Chiefs so aggressive? Because that information is coming from the Chiefs. Therese Paler is well-connected in Kansas City. We, we know that that's coming from the Chiefs. Why have the Chiefs been so aggressive about shooting down the Patrick Peterson rumors so quickly, so aggressively over a guy that hasn't played in the league for five years tweeting out an, a graphic with him? Like, I I don't know. And so these, these are the, the kind of questions we started having, Maddie. Yeah, and for me, I think it just kind of the general smell test 
There is, to me, it makes zero sense for the Chiefs who need a cornerback. They've been looking at cornerback for the last year. They know they need somebody there. We as fans think they're actively looking to fix the position. And here it is. We've had zero talks with a team that has a very good corner that seems to be on the trade block. That's kind of where it starts to get weird to me is the the phrasing of zero talks. Like, how have the Chiefs not picked up a phone at all? And like Kent just said... This information is coming from the Chiefs to Tourette. So I don't believe that he just made up the zero talks. He was told that. So I just, that's the part to me that immediately caught my eye. And like, that's bad business. If you are not actively having that conversation, at least about Patrick Peterson, even if the Chiefs, even if you're just reading between the tea leaves on Patrick Peterson's unhappiness in Arizona, the, the flux of the situation there. I mean, it's bad business to have not even said, okay, what happens if Peter Patrick Peterson hits the market? What should we do? What kind of approach are we going to take, Craig? Well, and that's led to a bunch of people that have basically said, well, maybe Therese is getting played or maybe Therese lied or something like that. Guys, Therese is right. Therese is always right. Like, always. He, he, he's not wrong. That's how he got to where he is right now. That's how he has maintained his credibility. That's how he's gotten to the spots that he has and become the trusted source. Therese looks at this the exact same way that everybody else does. He's looking at the tea leaves. He's sniffing around and smelling, oh, not all this makes sense. I mean, same sort of deal. Uh, Patrick Peterson is unhappy. Patrick Peterson asked for a trade last year. Patrick Peterson then went on social media, deleted all references to the Cardinals before the draft, appeared very angry with the organization. Like, of course teams would be calling about him to try and find out but Therese knows that as well if Therese got told the Chiefs are not interested in him or the Chiefs are not you know actively pursuing or calling or anything like that there's another reason there has to right. be that just doesn't they're not just going to ignore him like you said that's bad business they're not just going to ignore him though so I I don't know I just keep coming back to the fact that it's Therese Therese if he if it didn't smell right to him, he wouldn't have said it because that risks his credibility. So I mean, I think like knowing that and, and trying to, to to deconstruct it from there, I think the question is why would the Chiefs be so staunch about it? And I think that's really what makes things interesting. Where you can kind of take it a lot of logical trails. We're not saying anything; these things are true, but I mean. If you listen to enough information here in Kansas City, if you listen close enough, and if you listen to enough people, you can start piecing things together. You can start getting down the right track. I encourage all of you, listen to the press conferences. Listen to the things the GM and the coach say. If you pay enough attention, you can pick up on things. I'll use this as an example. Frank Clark. Hmm. The Frank Clark news comes out. You start hearing these predictions, these guesses from guys like Peter King, from Albert Breer. All of a sudden, they're just, huh, you know what makes sense? Frank Clark to the Chiefs for a uh, first-round pick. Why not? If you if you pay enough attention, and you can do the same thing if you go back and listen to some of the media about Sammy Watkins. There was a couple people poking their head around. You know who makes sense? Sammy Watkins to the Chiefs. Seems like a dark horse, but... By golly, that makes sense. If you pay enough attention, you're going to start hearing these connections, these small little things. The smoke started picking up with, with you know, Frank Clark when it happened, 
and all these big media types started talking about the logical how logical it would may, you know, be for for these two teams to get a deal done and lo and behold out of thin air yeah. the deal happens yeah. so sure okay <laughs> i i think about like we haven't heard here's where it gets weird for me it's bad business to have not had any conversation about patrick peterson at all like that i i don't think that's possible but trez's word is i trust trez with anything that dude is incredible at his job so the chiefs have probably told him that i 100 percent believe that but why what is what is the logic to do that the one thing i f- i find interesting about this i'm going full maddie lane here with just like just owning it. the last Go two minutes it. but the one thing i keep coming back to and we were kind of because we were deconstructing this ourselves the only two people that really ran with the um with the kind of news that the chiefs have not spoken with, you know, or are spoken about Patrick Peterson were local ish Therese, obviously. And then Brooke Pryor with the KC star. If the chiefs were running, wanting to try to run some kind of interference, perhaps, you know, maybe they were trying to keep the market suppressed for him, maybe trying to work in the shadows. Why aren't guys like Ian Rappaport and, and Adam Schefter, reporting that the Chiefs have no interest in Patrick Peterson. I mean, what, what do you think, Maddie? I think that works both ways, though, because if they were trying to actually turn down any opinion that they were reaching out to him, why would they also not go through Schefter or Rappaport? So I, I'm with you. I think it's a little strange that the two people that got it are more are people that are very connected with the team kind of through local ties. So it's just... To me, the whole thing just seems weird. The whole situation, and we've been talking about it for a while. I can't put in everything we've talked about into this one podcast. Kent already took up 23 minutes. <laughs> so, uh, no. I just, it sits weird to me. I don't understand an NFL team responding to Twitter rumors. That already caught me off guard that the Chiefs would give a statement, a on record public statement about this from a Twitter rumor from a guy whose last two big predictions, Patrick Peterson, the number one overall pick, not being Kyler Murray, have both been wrong. So why are they giving him the time of the day? Even if they were asked directly about it, just why are they giving that rumor time of the day? Secondly, why is it just a local reporters and why is it zero contact? Like everything about it just sits weird. I'm not saying that it's definitely going to happen or anything along those lines. Just to me, it doesn't make sense the way the Chiefs have handled the rumor since it's come out. Yeah, and that's that's worth noting because typically the Chiefs don't comment on stuff i mean all the frank clark rumors were all rushing around there you didn't see anybody rushing to deny them you know trying to trying to rush to deny them i know the conspiracy theory is well they're still working on a deal and they don't want to ruin it i i i hear that but then again it goes back to the therese credibility thing but even if you throw that out the window at this point you don't you you wouldn't respond like, you just wouldn't respond at all. You would right. let that go out into the ether and just kind of ignore it and try and get the deal done in private. It honestly makes me think that Patrick Peterson isn't on the trade block. And yeah, if you look at it from Arizona's point of view, and not, not Patrick Peterson's because he obviously has a lot of complaints with what's going on there. If you look at it from Arizona's point of view, this is a top three cornerback in the league. I think we can all agree he's top of his game, top of the league. And he's getting paid next year the 12th highest cornerback salary in the league. And then the year after it, the 13th highest. 
So you're getting him well below market value. All these other guys, Avian Howard just way leapfrogged him. Jalen Ramsey's going to do it too. I mean, both of those guys are going to leapfrog him easily. And he's continuing to be paid below his market value. Why would they not want to keep him at that? I, I understand rebuilding and trying to get assets, but you, you're not going to be able to convert that. And they have him for two years. Yeah, I I don't think it makes sense, but there's probably some human elements to this involving the the opinion of the player. Sure. And that's one thing about this whole conversation that has really stuck out to me recently over the last week, and we will talk about that right after this break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Okay, guys, so we've kind of started to deconstruct this Patrick Peterson conversation, this Patrick Peterson rumor a little bit. And, you know, we've cited, I've cited, you know, Therese Paler reporting, Brooke Pryor reporting. Well, here's something that kind of caught my attention yesterday from a radio station, Fox Sports 910 in Arizona. This is at Crash Gladys is her name. She's she's a midday host on... uh, on on Arizona radio stations, she says P two Patrick Peterson is as good as gone. Why can't more people come to grips with that reality? He's been upset with the Cardinals for two seasons now, but the team wants to hold him hostage for some reason. Just let him go to the Chiefs already. So, okay, one of the things that has really been interesting to me about this whole Patrick Peterson saga. I have never heard another team connected to Patrick Peterson. Maybe it's just that we live in a Chiefs bubble, but I don't know about you. I don't recall very many other teams being in this conversation about this Patrick Peterson trade. Fans are, but fans of other teams are, but it's never in the media. It's just not at all mentioned the Chiefs. Yeah, well, and even last year when he had requested a trade midseason, and it took the Cardinals like three weeks to come out and say, oh, no, we're not trying to trade him at all. The only time it ever got brought up was as a like everyone's article for a midseason trade that should happen was Patrick Peterson to the Chiefs. Like there's not any other team that gets the this is a perfect fit. This may happen. We could see this. It's always been the Chiefs. Then you have Antonio Bryant. You have this Arizona radio station all specifically mentioning the Chiefs and absolutely nobody else. 
it just it that's what's so like this this is why this thing is getting so fascinating and so like nuanced and maybe we are maybe the chiefs really are just not interested in patrick peterson at all but there just seems to be these small indicators the same way we've always trusted a guy like therese paler with all this local information all this local news he's done such a great job he's provided all this context we've got people out in arizona that sound and maybe they're just maybe it's just shock jock radio but boy that sure sounds like someone's opinion or maybe hearing it straight from patrick peterson that he doesn't want to be here he wants to go to the chiefs like that just seems like a lot of smoke and from, well, when you start oh, to go. boil it down, sorry, when you start to boil it down, like you're taking into consideration his like attitude on the situation, how he feels about being with the Cardinals. I already think that's dangerous to put him right back into the Cardinals locker room. Not that I think he's the kind of person that's going to go Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell in there, mm-hmm. but they're still holding a player against his will where he wants to play and underpaying him to do so. He's a leader in that locker room, whether he wants to be or not. Now you have all these young guys looking up to a coach that's barely older than him, and he's a leader in the locker room, and he doesn't want to be there. Like, that's got to be a weird locker room scenario. Then you look at the Cardinals as a team. They're not that good. They're not that talented. They're not going to be good this year. Why not try to recoup more assets for next year to build Cliff Kingsbury's team the way he wants it? You just added four new defensive backs since the end of last year. Four defensive backs that are of solid value. Like These are guys that should start in the NFL. What are you going to keep Patrick Peterson for an extra year or two and then let him walk away for nothing for in their current situation? So it's just all of that adds up. And then finally, the connection Peterson has to the Chiefs between Tyron Matthew, Dave Merritt. I think that's maybe why you see so many people trying to connect the two. He's got a good friend already on the Chiefs that has tweeted at him about this whole situation. <laughs> He's got a coach that he just had last year. From, from everything we can tell they got along, maybe there's an issue there that we don't actually know about, and maybe that's holding it up from the Chiefs' end or Patrick Peterson's end. I don't know about that. But just the connection's easy to make between him and the Chiefs, given what's going on. I mean, it's worth saying, we, we had this conversation a little bit earlier today. Cliff Kingsbury traded away a first-round quarterback this year. Uh, They took Josh Rosen last year, then got in this year. Cliff Kingsbury's named the head coach. He decides Josh Rosen doesn't doesn't really fit what I want to do. That's that's fine. So they don't really even entertain the idea of really trading him until after they've taken Kyler Murray and then it just kind of felt rushed it kind of felt like unplanned like maybe they didn't have an idea of where they wanted to go with this and maybe that's just being a new first-time head coach and believing that that they were going to just be able to make something happen but if that's the case who's to say that Cliff Kingsbury doesn't think that this team is going to be good like uh, right who's to say he doesn't think that they're going to score a lot of points and if they're scoring a lot of points they have a great secondary right now i think we can agree it's a really really top-notch secondary right now if they keep patrick peterson and they can hang a lot of points on the offensive side of the ball all of a sudden they've got two of the pieces that they need to go forward now i agree i don't think the cardinals are going to be particularly good this year but i'm saying from cliff kingsbury's point of view they may not want to trade him just because they really truly believe they're going to come in, they're going to compete for the division, they're going to try and beat the team that made it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC last year and reloaded, 
they they maybe they think that that's that's their path to success that keeping him is what it takes to win well and Craig, I, that, I think oh, go ahead uh, well Craig I remember you you said something yesterday that you know if we're trying to deconstruct these statements you said something about maybe potentially an Andy Reed Cliff Kingsbury connection that sure. could be some kind of, you know, a, a, a obvious, a very aggressive refutal, kind of as doing a solid for a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, who they have a connection with. Sure, and I, I can get into it. Matty, do you have something you wanted to tag that with? Well, actually, it'll play off what you're about to say. But essentially, my big thing was, I think if Cliff Kingsbury's coming into the NFL as a young head coach without <laughs> any college success to speak of, he is no way he can possibly think he's about ready to have a good team with his roster. And if he does, the Cardinals shouldn't have hired him. Like, I don't want it to be too harsh or anything, but if that's his expectation, there's no way he can look at that offensive line, his young receivers, his pass rush, his linebackers, and a rookie quarterback and think, I couldn't do it in the Big 12, but I got this in the NFL. (laughs) Absolutely no chance he can think that and be a good hire. Two things. Two things, real quick. The Shanahan swag. Shanahan thought the same thing. Second, thought this was interesting and i'm this isn't i did see it i did see a stat today that you know the the texas tech slung the ball all over the field but we're like fourth in the nf or in college football and sacks allowed so i did find that interesting like ball's gone 12 ball is gone big 12 defense is me you and craig out there with a couple of our buddies and maybe our children but gary gary patterson's coaching us so if Gary Patterson's coaching us, we're gonna win. <laughs> no. Anyways, Craig, I didn't want you to talk about what you you kind of just and again, this is all just speculation. This is all just kind of trying to make sense of the information that's already out there. Yeah, we don't know anybody. We don't know anything. That that goes for everything that we say. So yeah, take that. <laughs> Getting smiles from both of the other two on the other end, but. Uh, but no, uh, Andy Reid and Cliff Kingsbury are buddies. We know that. They've talked about that multiple times. Uh, I know when Cliff Kingsbury got fired, there were a lot of people that were making that connection. You know, well, if Eric right. Bieniemy goes, you know, are they going to bring Cliff Kingsbury in? Maybe he can be like a special projects guy or something like that. Turns out NFL head coach. But slight jump up. Slight jump up. But here's the thing. If Patrick Peterson is going to be in that locker room and he's angry right now, and you know, you're throwing fuel on the fire if you go out of your way to mention, yeah, no, we're pursuing him, or yeah, no, we've inquired about him, but maybe the maybe the price isn't is too big. Or, you know, if you don't kill the rumor, it allows it to run rampant. Maybe you fuel that fire, you fuel that anger within him. But you know, if if he's going to be back in that locker room, you don't you don't want that. And if Andy is his buddy, he doesn't want to put a first time NFL head coach in a position where he's got to now go out and try and turn a locker room around that's then going to rally against him and side with Patrick Peterson. Maybe a more angry Patrick Peterson because maybe Patrick Peterson wants to come to Kansas City. And I'll add that I don't think, you know, it's an old boys network in the NFL. So, you know, this is a very highly competitive league and there's a lot of, 
you know, mixed signals thrown out there. But there's also some levels of trust there involved too. You can't do this kind of stuff without some level of trust with each other. So that that connection that they have as friends and colleagues and coaches, that does actually play a factor in this whole thing. We absolutely see that with Andy's assistants, former assistants. Absolutely. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Kyle Shermer is getting paid a decent chunk of change to compete for a backup spot as an undrafted free agent. I'll just say that. I mean, these things happen. This is a, but this to is get a very back old to Patrick Peterson, Peterson. The issue is if there was a bridge that could be reconnected, it got burnt when Cliff Kingsbury had the power to get rid of first round pick Josh Rosen and draft his quarterback and still chose not to pay Patrick Peterson. I like yeah. it doesn't matter what Andy comes out and says, it's not repairing that relationship because Kingsbury obviously has the power to get him back. Now, I think we can all agree that if Peterson's mad at the Cardinals, it's probably at Steve Kime and not Cliff Kingsbury. That's not hard. (laughs) Kingsbury has the power to get him re-signed if he wants to. Sure. He chose not to this offseason. Like, he did not push for it. So I don't think Andy Reid coming out and saying, hey, we're not interested is really going to help rebuild it. Now, I could see Andy trying to do it out of good faith. He is a good guy. He likes his friends. He looks out for them. So I could see the logic behind why he would do it. I just don't think it moves the needle for Peterson and the Cardinals' relationship. Sure, but maybe but, maybe oh, it's something oh. that they can you know go back to. You know, it, it's something that they can reference in the future. It's like, hey, remember, I hooked you up. I, I went to bat for you publicly, even even though it's local media. You know, I, I tried to kill this. You know, it, kill this rumor for you. You know, as a good faith sort of thing. Conversely, would that hurt the Chiefs' odds of getting Patrick Peterson if he ever became a free oh. agent? If you're saying when you want out, we weren't even trying to get you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean that that might just be a problem you have to deal with when you get there because it doesn't so sound just, like Patrick Peterson's going anywhere for a while anyway. Am I right? Thirty-one year old uh, Patrick Peterson. Okay, we we were spitballing later this after or, or later this afternoon, kind of closer to the pod, and one thing that kind of came up i don't remember who said it but what if the immediate squelching of the patrick peterson rumor for the chiefs was a pr move by the chiefs because they are working on a less impressive deal for a cornerback or a less impressive free agent trying to set an expectation Within the organ, within the fan base, because I could see that people want Patrick Peterson. There, Patrick bad. Peterson rumors have been flying since September, real maybe bad. October. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, and it had it didn't like it's always been in the back of people's minds. You still see all kinds of Patrick Peterson. People are licking their chops about even in like January, February. Like it's always been there. Mm-hmm. It was always just like it's always been there. Even the Chiefs, Therese could say it, and the Chiefs could say it, but no, it's it's still just there. Yeah. What it, if they're trying to they're trying to reduce the expectations of of Chiefs fans about it, the next cornerback move? Right. This is one of the things we've talked about here too. I believe it was mentioned. Uh, what if this rumor is just allowed to run rampant, and people are thinking, you know, if if Antonio Bryant is sitting there going, yeah, no, Patrick Peterson's going to be a Chief, and he's wrong again. But he's out there and he's pushing it and everybody's getting so fired up and so fired up. And then, you know, three days after that happens for, you know, I'm just picking a random date there. Don't take anything for that. But, you know, all of a sudden, Trey Waynes gets signed. 
I mean, Maddie's going to be like that anyway, but some people just are going to be that way anyway. But if if your expectation is filet mignon and you get served burnt chicken, McDonald's cheeseburger, then, you know, you're not going to be happy. For me, I think it almost works the opposite. I would rather them just stay quiet about this Patrick Peterson thing. Don't give it any light of day in the public. Just let it die out or not die out, but let it fizzle out of the limelight. The Chiefs fans then make your move because no matter what happens now, it's going to come back to me. Oh, we signed Joe Schmo cornerback for a chief. I'm like, okay, why didn't we pick up the phone and see about Patrick Peterson if we wanted a corner? Yeah, that last line, the as of now line is what kind of really makes this thing a little hairy too. Right, so like no matter what the Chiefs do now, in the back of my mind and some other fans' minds are going to be, well, why didn't they try to get Patrick Peterson if they wanted a corner? Like, you don't have to say there's zero talks if you called them and he's not available. Just don't say anything. Like, you don't have to say you didn't try. They came out and said, we have not tried to get Patrick Peterson. Don't tell me that and then go trade for Trey Waynes or go <laughs> sign Morris Claiborne. Don't tell me you didn't try to get the better player and then get somebody inferior thinking that you're resetting my expectations because now I'm just annoyed that you didn't follow a good process. Now, before before we go any further, Matt, tell me about this Joe Schmo corner. Like, measurables. I need measurables. He is the exact same size as Tremont Smith, okay. and we'll just leave it there. And he's a Tier 5 athlete. <laughs> Whoa, I don't even have that on my chart, Exactly. That's wow. the point. That's why he's a Joe Schmo. He's he's a sloth. Is that what that is? <laughs> the other thing, the other kind of speculation I've I've wondered is if you know maybe just you know maybe Therese and Brooke reached out to Brett. You know maybe because no one else ran with it, but they have a good pulse on the Chiefs fan base. Maybe they just reached out to the maybe they just reached out to Brett or the organization and said, hey what's going on here? Are you guys in on Patrick Peterson? That's where it started too. Or maybe the person that they're talking to hasn't heard of any of that. I mean, it it isn't necessarily anybody up the chain. But that being said, Therese, I don't think, would would publish it, publish that if he didn't truly believe that he was hearing right. it from somebody that mattered. So, And he did his due, he did his due diligence. Yeah. You know, and I think that he reached out to someone. I think it's my duty here to bring the tinfoil hat the pro chiefs way. Like we've been spending a lot of time on Ooh. what happens if this doesn't go correctly for the chiefs and Patrick Peterson rumors aren't happening. So Craig just the put reason, a hat on. He just yes, put I know. Two hats on. I know he put two hats on. I'm trying oh to work my gosh. right through this. He's not recording video anymore, which is disappointing. Someone screen grab it. But so here it is. These quotes come out and I'm not saying anyone's lying or even being played, but what if Brooke and Therese are being told to say this in order to keep what the Chiefs are trying to do even more behind closed doors than it's already had been. Somebody's getting the rumors out there. Antonio Bryant apparently knows somebody that (laughs) thinks they know somebody else. Right. And these rumors are getting out there. So what if the Chiefs are just trying to keep them quiet so other teams don't come flooding in? Like, I would assume every team, including the Chiefs, has called the Cardinals about Patrick Peterson, but apparently the Chiefs haven't, so maybe no other team has either. But what if the Chiefs are just trying to keep their involvement quiet? What if they're moving along? Like, we know we heard a ton about Frank Clark. Some people heard a ton about Sammy Watkins last year. But how much did people hear about Anthony Hitchens or them going after Tyron Matthew in free agency? Now, I know trades are different than free agency signings. 
but some of the Chiefs moves do happen pretty quietly. Yeah. This big of a move isn't probably most likely to happen that way, but it's still not completely impossible. So the Chiefs just might be trying to keep it quiet. Now, I agree they should go through Schefter or Rappaport and not local media members, but maybe they just think it seems more genuine or just more real if they're leaking it out slowly through local stuff. And I'm, again, not saying this is true. This is complete tinfoil hat speak, but I feel like we spent so much time on the we Mm -hmm. aren't getting Patrick Peters inside. I might as well present the scenario where these tweets from Therese or Brooke, maybe they were asked to tweet this out and say like, hey, I know this is going to look bad if we trade for him, but we're still giving you information all the time. Help us do a solid here. Like We think the NFL teams do that all the time with their connections. We don't know, but I think that they do that. I don't think everything everyone hears is always 100% true. What? No, so- it's not. <laughs> 100%. I, I just I blindly can- believe everything that everybody tweets. I'm very conflicted, especially about the nickel lately. <laughs> and see like okay that's but that that's kind of where reading between the tea leaves and listening and gathering and paying attention to as many of these takes as you possibly can if you pay close enough attention you can tell where the information came from like if well, you are paying enough attention you can tell if it's an agent side if it's a player side mm-hmm. you can tell these kind of things uh so or the or or general manager side or like there is a lot of if you read and digest the information you can draw some conclusions or get started on the right path. And I think you saw that even with D Ford and Frank Clark and, you know, some of those kind of things, you start seeing some of those things. So, um, I think it's just, it's really fascinating. We've spent 40 minutes talking about this without any problem, because I think this whole thing is extremely fascinating because it doesn't make sense. Not everything adds up for people like us that we pay a lot of attention to this stuff. We look and like try to read between all these things and play all these scenarios and things don't make, have a a great logical flow to them. There's a lot of ways this thing could go. We're all just kind of waiting for the next piece of information to go out. I want to close with this go though, guys. What would you give up for Patrick Peterson? Uh, let's uh, let's call it uh, San Francisco the thirty third pick in the draft. No, next year. The, we cannot let the thirty three years die. I can't go. Long live the thirty three years. I mean, uh, <coughs> Brett Veach is going to trade the first next year anyway, <laughs> so I might as well keep that one and trade it for a really good player next year. And so I can trade the second for Patrick Peterson this year. I would give up a second round pick in Cameron Irving so fast. So fast. <laughs> oh, not, because, man. not just because not just because Cameron Irving's terrible. He's okay, but the Cardinals offensive line is terrible. So just adding him on there at a decent deal would be a smart move. He seems like the kind of lineman that should work for Cliff Kingsbury's offense, but you know, he's Cam Irving. I would give up a first round th- Pick, ask for a third round pick back so the 33 years can stay alive and, and then we pick 55th it'll be great no no i am committed to the bit we will be giving you updates all summer about the san francisco 33 years until they and we trade will the be, pick oh i look i will be distraught <laughs> this tattoo on my on my right shoulder blade is not coming off i know it's permanent it's, it's a very extravagant tattoo you, you Very showed us extravagant. Earlier. Oh boy! I'm committed. And quickly, I want to end on this: Patrick Peterson plays for which team in Week One? Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Lock it oh. in. Woo. 
Look well, at Maddie. Maddie went full homer in this podcast. Welcome back, buddy. Maddie, do you want some prep for next week? How about you close the show out? Oh boy, you're putting me on the spot here. I don't know you're closing, but so this is what I'm going to ask from you guys. We're doing two podcasts this week. Go ahead and make sure you tune back in later in the week. We're going to have all sorts of questions and answers. We will provide the answers, not the questions. That would be really oh, weird if we asked you guys way. questions for answers. We'll save that to next week when Kent's not here to go ahead and whip us back into shape. <laughs> but thank you guys listening for the Arrowhead Pride Laboratory Podcast. We'll catch you later. <laughs>